Oh, now that was a long wait, wasn't it? What up, Subterraneans? This is Rick Goldner coming up from the Word Work Underground to bring you this podcast. How's everybody doing out there? <clears throat> I hope everybody's doing all right. This is the uh, night after the debates, and or the night of the debates, but it's after the debates, um, and I didn't watch it. I uh, heard it was a usual Trump shit show. And I uh, thought I uh, had better things to do. So, uh, yeah, fuck that. Okay, so the first uh, readings from the Soulless American Nightmare are coming your way right now. Break open your hearts. Can we just stop with all of the incessant judging? That would be a good first step. Then can we support those causes that truly need our support, instead of funneling money into things that harm others? For example, if you are going to donate a 10 spot towards something, how about homelessness, and not a bottom-feeding political candidate that will forget about you and your concerns, the second after they get elected? Oh, it's the wonderful Miss Kay! All right, well, we'll get we'll continue here. Now we'll go back a little bit. For example, if you're going to donate a 10 spot towards something about how about homelessness and not a bottom feeding political candidate that will forget about you and your concerns the second day after they get elected. Break open your hearts, people. Feel deeply and discover those who truly need your help and kindness, like the wonderful Miss Kay. Do not fall into lockstep with the countless millions whose minds have basically become a clear target for inane clickbait. Let us return to the days where people truly cared. We are all tired of the way this world has putrefied. It has affected everything and everyone. I guess it's actually true. The natives were right. The rainbow people are coming, and they will set things straight. Let's hope. Okay, the second uh, piece there. The crushing boredom of the mentally ill. Day after day, it's the same. Everything is the same. The people, places, things, food, clothes, literally everything you can possibly imagine just does not change. It is no wonder that people lose their fucking minds in here. I'll tell you one thing, we all sleep a ton. Every chance we get, we're snoring away in our rooms. It breaks up the monotony a bit. Of course, we also make an art out of arguing, being generally negative. Observing others have successful lives infuriates us. Why do we have to contend with the voices in our heads and the constant cycling of our mental illness? Why are we the ones who must be in constant battle with our own minds? How is it that my brain betrays me, but yours doesn't? I've been told those are the cards one is dealt. Well, I say, fuck those cards. Deal me another fucking hand. As I sit here rotting and I watch the staff coming and going as they please, I wonder if it will ever be different. Will I ever get to have a life, or will I remain a prisoner of my own mind? This life has treated me atrociously. I am a forgotten soul. Perhaps someone will think of me now that I have taken the time to write this. Perhaps someone, anyone, will care. 
I only have one thing left to say. A small piece of advice from a tortured old man. Do not take your life for granted. You could have lived mine. Okay, so that's the uh, readings from my seventh book, The Soulless American Nightmare. Available pretty much everywhere you can buy books. And uh, on the site, rickgoldner.com, check it out. You can pick up the books through there as well, or you could pick up the books through sending some dough to uh, my PayPal, which is, uh, what is it, Miss K? PayPal.org backslash Rick Goldner or PayPal.me. That's it. PayPal.me backslash Rick Goldner. G-O-U-L-D-N-E-R. Anyway... Enough hawking the wares. Uh, This week's main topic is toxic Christianity. Oh, isn't that a lovely topic? Toxic Christianity. So we'll mosey on over to the website, and we will check it um, for the main topic this week. Toxic Christianity. Oh, boy. Um, So here it is. I would refer to toxic religion as one that spiritually colonizes a people. And there is no better example of this than Christianity. As I've said many times before, my maternal grandmother thought she was giving me a gift by indoctrinating me into the Catholic faith. And I believe that many colonizers and missionaries thought they were doing what was right as well. But that doesn't excuse the adoption of Christianity at sword point. Oh, Miss Kay's laughing over there because I usually say sword, but this time I said sword. (laughs) Uh, Either you receive the Lord's host or be run through. I cannot belong to a religion that caused so much utter misery and death. No amount of time could excuse or whitewash what I have learned since my innocent days as an altar boy. And now you have the toxic Christians that reside in the good old U.S. of A. People who profess love and acceptance on Sunday, but resume acting like complete selfish assholes the minute Mass is over. Or the service. God, country, and guns. Not necessarily in that order. People who didn't believe the same way would be removed. This was what they did. They killed all rivals and rival religions. Torture, punishment, and condemnation were the orders of the day. A true inquisition, even before the historical one. There were a plethora of customs and folkways that were either outlawed categorically or wiped out by systematic religious conversion of entire races of people. Their religion was forced underground, worship was performed in secret, and the brave souls that still practiced their cultural heritage and religious rites were my distant ancestors. The current line is weak, disloyal, and would never go against the faith they were brought up in, no matter how brutal or disgusting it becomes. They have become fully and hopelessly brainwashed. That's how the colonizers tried to win. They attempted to breed it out of us, and they largely succeeded. 
But there are a few of us that have finally seen the light, so to speak. Intrepid souls who finally realized that the spiritual diet we had always been fed was making us sick. The distant ancestors called out and gave us a task to take back our birthright, our heritage that was held in such high regard that it became sacred. They stole it from the ancestors, and after years of painful falsities and outright cultural genocide, people are finally taking back the old ways, the old customs, the old rites, even the old gods. We once again laugh at the idea of a single entity, deity, creating the earth, as well as the entire universe, all alone, with no help. The Native Americans and other Native cultures around the world showed us the way. Through tremendous suffering and near extinction, they maintained their culture and sacred ways. They are true warriors, and they are going to be largely responsible for the disappearance of any religion that preaches anything but commiseration with the gods and true love and compassion for all humans. The Rainbow People have been born. Now they must use the ancient ways to save us all. The prophecy has begun. May the All-Father give you knowledge in your wanderings. The other gods guide your heart, and the toxicity that we were affected with for so long be replaced by the certainty that you can't wipe out the truth. You can't. It's there. It may be buried, but it can be excavated, which is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get away from toxic Christianity, especially like nowadays that people are saying, um, are you Christian or are you Republican Christian? Think about that for a second. It has gotten to that point. So, uh, yeah, toxic Christianity. It's been toxic since the beginning, really. But I do know that several people um, are actually good people. And it doesn't mean that you're a good Christian or you're a good pagan or you're a good heathen. That's not what it means. It means just being a good person no matter what religious denomination or culture you come from. And Christianity tried to colonize and appropriate every uh, culture that it came in contact with. And they were largely successful. Um, I guess most of the ruling class thought that uh, Christianity would be adopted uh, by everyone. And like I said in the essay, some, some people... They were adopt. They adopted uh, Christianity by sword point because they had no choice, you know. So look back into the history of things and see how man fucked it up, and that includes the Bible. Oh, this is going to be a popular podcast. Oh, it's going to be so popular. <sighs> but anyway. Um, I have uh, nothing against people who are practicing any religion, uh, including Christians, of course. I was raised Catholic. I actually had a good uh, 
uh, experience with all of the priests that were involved in my parish when I was a kid. I was an altar boy. I answered telephones for the priests uh, where they lived in the rectory. And I know there's been a lot of, uh, you know, uh, heinous things that have happened in the Catholic Church. Uh, well, that have always been happening in the Catholic Church, but the first time that they've all come to light uh, as as that is, well, you can hear the dog barking. Anyway, this week is uh, toxic Christianity, <laughs> and the dog won't shut up. Ruby, what are you doing over there? Um, okay, this week's uh, films, um, I kind of expanded it to film streaming and TV. Um, the first, uh, movie that I saw was The Devil All the Time, just came out on Netflix, it was based on the Donald Ray Pollock, uh, novel, um, he also wrote the short story collection Knock'em Stiff, uh, where it, this, The Devil All the Time takes place in Knock'em Stiff, Ohio, some of it anyway, uh, it was a phenomenal movie, I thought, uh, Tom Holland and uh, Robert Pattinson and everybody involved did a great job. Um, it was haunting. It was daunting. <laughs> it was uh, it was a good film. Kind of kind of stays with you. Um, so that's the devil all the time. If you want to read the uh, celluloid heroes um, essay, just go to the website rickoldner.com. You can check it out on there. Uh, I watched The Irishman again. And I keep finding uh, new things in there. Um, and then I also watched the companion piece there, The Irishman in Conversation, with uh, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci. And uh, all I can say is, like last time, the fellas are getting old, but that's okay. We still love them. And I also watched... Uh, quite a bit of the uh, BKFC, the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, because uh, the wonderful Miss K allowed me to get the uh, BKFC TV app. Right, Miss K? That's right. Oh, you're the boss, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, she's definitely the boss. Anyway, so BKFC, I watched a lot of that. Love the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Uh, watch a little bit of UFC as well. Um, I, if you have, if you haven't gathered yet, I am uh, a martial arts aficionado and a fighting aficionado, and I do not. I mean, some people think it's barbaric, and I suppose it is to a certain degree, but. I, I, you know, I consider myself somebody that probably would have been on a battlefield with an axe in his hand uh, 400 years ago. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. And it's, it's two people that have decided to get into the ring or the octagon or, you know, the squared circle. And uh, they've basically given each other permission to beat the shit out of each other. And they're together on that. You know, there's no, there's not one guy being dragged into the uh, arena like a gladiator or something like that, uh, and he did it against his will. You know, they're they're both uh, 
they both agree to it. So, you know, uh, that's why I kind of laugh at the, the barbarism uh, argument because, you know, if, if people consent to it, you know, why, why, um, why give a shit really? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's an art. It's a beautiful art. And, uh, we got, uh, little Lila Rose that just walked into the studio. Hi, Lila Rose. Oh, come on, Lila Rose. Say hi to the people. Say hi, please. She's shaking her head. She's shaking her head. She is now, though. <laughs> I do not want to be. You are going against my wishes. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try not to go against uh, Miss Lila's uh, wishes there. So uh, let's get to uh, the music. Uh, the music this week, I had to uh, take a little trip back to New York, so I listened to a lot of uh, Billy Joel. And uh, I know um, uh, Miss Kay doesn't really know or care for Billy Joel that much. Right, Miss Kay? Um, he's just not my cup of tea, that's all. That's okay. Um, Lila, do you know uh, Billy Joel? No. No? Okay. Well, we're going to listen to a song in a couple of minutes about, uh, or from Billy Joel. Um, and yeah, so Billy always takes me back to New York, and him being a New Yorker, native New Yorker himself. So I was feeling a little uh, nostalgic for New York. Um, and uh, yeah, so I listened to Billy Joel. And reading this week was uh, Verses from the Center by Nagarjuna and Stephen Batchelor. And um, it was it's based in the, the Buddhist tradition. Uh, that's the reading for this week. The podcasts that I listened to. The usual people's party with Taleb Kweli. He had uh, Royce the Five Nine on. It was an interesting podcast. Spent the rent as usual with Patty Rose. Strpod.com. He had uh, MacDub, the Pacific Northwest rapper. Um, that was a pretty cool podcast. I, ne- I had never um, heard of uh, MacDub, but now I really enjoy his um, raps and. Uh, his flow, and he's a hip-hop uh, pioneer from the Pacific Nor- Pacific Northwest. Uh, and then I listened to WTF with Mark Marin. Um, I don't know if I ever told anybody, but uh, WTF was the first uh, podcast that I started listening to, so it has a place like near and dear to my heart. Um, so WTF, he had Alicia Keys and John Leguizamo. I love Leguizamo, love Alicia Keys. Uh, and Barry Levinson, the director, um, Diner, uh, what was that one with, um, Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, that's it, I was about to ask the wonderful Miss Kay, and she's working on something, she's working on some art, she's working on some logos and things, Lila's dancing and being silent because she doesn't want to be on the podcast. Right, Lila? She's not answering. Okay. Uh, This week's pod try was uh, Primo Nutmeg, uh, Media for Free Minds. And I listened to the uh, episode with Oliver Stone, which is always interesting. I love Oliver Stone. 
And um, which brings us to the In Other Words section where I always read something from another writer, another poet, another idea man or woman. So this is In Other Words for this week. And it's also over at the... uh, or nine non-binary person. I don't know what that means. I said in other words, Lila. So what? Women and men and non-binary people and everybody in the LGBTQ spectrum and very inclusive. Miss Lila says. So, um, in other words, the man with the red hat and the polar bear is he here too? The window giving on shade. Is that here too? And all the little helps, my initials in the sky, the hay of an arctic summer night. The bear drops dead in sight of the window. Lovely tribes have just moved to the north. In the flickering evening, the martens grow denser. Rivers of wings surround us and vast tribulation. And that's uh, by John Ashbery, a phenomenal poet and writer fine arts this week uh, I studied a little bit about Emily Carr she was a Canadian artist and a writer heavily inspired by the indigenous peoples of the Pacific Northwest Coast one of the first painters in Canada to adopt a modernist and post-impressionist painting style Carr did not receive widespread recognition for her work until late in her life and she, as she matured, the subject matter of her painting shifted from aboriginal themes to landscapes, forest scenes in particular. As a writer, Carr was one of the earliest chroniclers of life in British Columbia. The Canadian Encyclopedia describes her as a Canadian icon. So that's Emily Carr, C-A-R-R. Check out her work. Um, so for the outro uh, music... Um, we are going to play Billy Joel Zanzibar. So let's get to the uh, record there, if we can. And it's freezing up, of course, because this is the podcast. And not everything can go according to plan. So it is frozen right now. And I'm going to try to get back on there because I am a glutton for punishment. Let's see. Oh, that's nice. It's not opening up. So we have frozen. We have frozen music, people. I can't stand this. What is going on here? No, Google. I don't want you. No, Google. Google! We got Lila laughing over there. She's laughing at her dada. Her dada is having hard times in the the times of the the world. Who knows what I'm talking about? Right, Lila? She's sticking to it, folks. She's sticking to it. Okay, let's see. What are we at? 23 minutes and 54 seconds. Of inveterately wasting your time. I love this. 
Anyway, let's see. Um, let's try this again. Come on, Billy Joel. Come through for me. Oh, Billy Joel. Oh, Billy. Billy. Oh, Billy. Okay. We're in. Now I just got to find him. Billy Joel. We got him. We got Billy Joel, people. And possibly, sometime today, I may bring up the song. Here it is. Zanzibar by Billy Joel.
Rudyard Kipling would only write when he had black ink in his pen. Beethoven poured ice water over his head when he sat down to create music, believing it stimulated his brain. Dickens wrote and slept, facing north, aligning himself with the poles of the earth. Rossini covered himself with blankets when he composed. Proust worked in bed and only in a soundproof room. Peace.